Hi, I'm your host, Tanya Stewart, and we are back with the Turning Point Summit, how to use the hardest times in your life to create the exact life you want in 30 days. Now, today, I'm so, I'm so super excited. I know I'm always excited, but this is a really big one, because when I tell you guys that you can change your life in 30 days, a lot of you are probably thinking, Hush. so you're thinking, okay, she's just, she's making stuff up, but this is the guy that's making me tell the truth. I have brought in a noted hypnotherapist and teacher. He has been doing hypnotherapy for a lot longer than any of you have even been reading about hypnotherapy. So I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about his background. But welcome, Renee. Please, please tell us about your background in hypnotherapy. Well, thank you, Tanya. Hi, everybody. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Um, I've been doing hypnosis probably most of my life. I mean, uh, on paper for about 20 years, but once you understand what hypnosis, you'll realize that most people are doing hypnosis because they're always giving suggestions to their kids or where, you know, wherever they're going. Yeah. So uh, now my background started out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go way far back, okay? okay? Uh, I was in the military. The day after my 18th birthday, I joined the military. It was a military police, and then I became a drill sergeant. This is where I started understanding about the mind, okay? So I was a mill uh, drill sergeant for the Army. I uh, worked at places like Fort Devens, uh, Fort Benning, which was Green Beret and Special Forces. Yeah. Um, I understood the idea, you know, of how, uh, I guess you could, I don't know if you call it brainwashing, but a conditioning worked. But I didn't know anything about hypnosis. Mm -hmm. And going from that point, I got into sales when I got out. I was in sales for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, there's a lot of hypnosis. Sales is yes. probably one of the number one people we deal with with hypnosis, showing people how, you know, again, suggestion. You're getting suggestion from advertising all the time. Then from there, okay, I, I got into sales of my own, started my own businesses, uh, but I got into the entertainment field. Okay. And entertainment, so before I was a hypnotherapist, I was a magician for 17 years. Yay! <laughs> Did you now, do rabbits? Did you do rabbits and hats? I, well, I, I actually did worse than that. I was a magician for a couple years, just a straight comedy magician, and uh -huh. then I became a clown. So I was a magical clown. Matter oh, of fact, I was, in, I, I was in charge of all the entertainment at a theme park up here in Maine. Uh, so I was doing clown. I was doing magician, magical clown. And that's what got me into hypnosis. I wanted to find something else to ex expand my repertoire. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to learn hypnosis so I could be a comedy hypnotist. Oh, this, these are the stage hypnotists. Like, people have gone exactly. to Vegas and they see that you did that? I did that. We teach it. We have courses on it. Wow. I did comedy hypnosis, and this theme park had me doing comedy hypnosis shows um, pretty much one, one a day, and on every weekend, on your know, Fridays, or Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I did two a day. And I found that to be the biggest draw in the park, even bigger than the bands, because people love to see their friends on stage kind of doing wacky things, you know? <laughs> uh, so anyways, I went to school to do that, and I went in uh, to, to training because that's what I thought I wanted to do was comedy. But when I came out, I decided, hey, clinical hypnosis is really cool. So I started my own business in a small town called Springvale, Maine. It's kind of like Mayberry RFD. At the time, <laughs> it had a population of maybe 10,000 people. 
And within three months, I had one office in Springville, one in Sanford, and one in Biddeford. So I had three offices working full-time in three months. Oh, wow. And I was motivated. I was a single dad having custody of four little girls. Oh, my. So I was raising four girls, working hypnosis around my schedule of raising them because I didn't believe in sitters and stuff. And so and, basically uh, you hypnotized yourself to keep yourself sane during this time frame, Exactly. Right? And okay. I hypnotized them quite often also. But <laughs> that's another whole story. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, uh, that's pretty much how we get, get into it. I got into hypnosis uh, clinically, kept on doing the comedy for quite a few years, yeah. then started a school a couple years later, and here I am. <laughs> now tell us about your school. Well, the American School of Hypnosis teaches people, among, we have a lot of different kind of courses, but the main one is teaching them how to do hypnosis so they can start uh, a practice you know, on their own if they want from their home, from, from an office. Um, helping people with pretty much anything. Uh, once you learn how to do hypnosis, learn the basis of the process, mm -hmm. you can use it for anything from nail biting, bedwetting, all the way up to you know healing and, and you know psychology type things. But it's important to work within your realm of practice. Yeah. So if someone doesn't have a background in psychology, uh, we don't su suggest they work with mental issues, you know. Right. But uh, you know, smoking cessation, stress, uh, those kind of things. There, hypnosis is extremely successful. So we teach them everything from how to do individual sessions, how to do group sessions, wow. uh, and, and teaching hypnosis is pretty simple. You can teach anybody to do hypnosis probably in. I could probably do it in about an hour, have you do, well, you already know hypnosis, but somebody that doesn't. But the important thing is to teach them what's happening in the mind. Yes. You know, so what's happening in the client's mind as you're doing it. So you can test them, see if it's working, see if it's not, and kind of alter things. Because everybody's different. None of our minds work the same, Yes. luckily. How long have you had your school? Uh, we've had the school for about 20, uh, well, actually, next year will be 20 years. Congratulations! So, yeah, yeah, we were just talking about having some kind of a celebration for next year. Yeah. Well, this is, okay, so viewers that you're watching this, we say all that to say Renee knows what he's talking about. So if you're thinking, okay, yeah, I really want to learn something about hypnosis, get out your pen, get out your piece of paper, get focused, stop, stop surfing or whatever else you're doing because we're going to give you some really good background and then as a treat, I understand that he's going to help us do some self-hypnosis stuff. He's going to teach us a little bit. So I am so excited. So I want to dive right in. Um, the first thing I want to ask you is, and you can start on either one, can you tell somebody who doesn't have a background in hypnosis kind of what it is? What, what is hypnosis? What, is it, what are we doing when we're saying I'm, I'm going to hypnotize somebody or I'm going to hypnotize myself? Okay. Um well, there's a lot of definitions on hypnosis, and if you start reading them, you're going to get confused uh, because they get pretty in-depth. But to me, the best definition of what hypnosis is is simply being open to suggestion. Yeah. So if you're open to suggestion, you're in a state of hypnosis. Mm -hmm. Now, there's different levels. So um, I don't know if I should say this, but for those of the people that are listening right now, listening to what I'm saying and believing it, they're in a form of hypnosis already. When you go to church and you're listening to the preacher, you're in a form of hypnosis. When you watch uh, something on television, when you give them one of those infomercials, you're in a state of hypnosis. As long as you're accepting it, accepting suggestion, you're in hypnosis. Now, people say, well, I'm going to resist it and I'm going to fight it. Yeah. Well, if you resist the suggestion, you're accepting a counter-suggestion from yourself. So you're still in a form of hypnosis because <laughs> you're accepting your own. <laughs> so if you think about that, in your daily life, majority of your day, you're probably in a state of hypnosis. Yes. How do you explain going to the grocery store with a list of 10 things and you walk out with 30? 
Right. See what I mean? A lady comes up to you with some nice sweets and here, try this. You try it. Mm-hmm, where's those? And you put it in your carriage. You get to the uh, checkout and you have all these little things while you're waiting in line. You're throwing those in your carriage. It's all suggestibility. The nicest things are right at eye level. Yeah. Uh, the music is conducive. Uh, you know, watching television, you're, you're getting suggestion all the time. So pretty much everywhere you go, anybody you speak to, you're getting some form of suggestion. Okay. Wow. Okay. So... If, if I were to say, and I've heard this one too, which is pretty common, like, you know, you, you get in your car and you're driving somewhere where you always drive. And if you think about it, when you got there, you don't really remember driving there. You just, you go subconscious. You go into a low state of, of easy suggestibility. That's why it's so powerful exactly. to listen to audio tapes and trainings in your car because your car kind of lulls you along familiar routes into a state of suggestibility. Yeah, we, we call that road hypnosis. Just like you were saying when, in your introduction, uh, you're talking about helping people in 30 days, yeah. okay? It takes about 30 days. It's one of the things that we teach to create a habit. Okay. So when you drive someplace so long, you know, 30 days is usually the key number, and you drive the same way, it becomes a subconscious habit or automated so you don't have to think about it. I mean, everything you do is a habit when you brush your teeth. You don't think up, down, up, down, you know, spit out. You just do it automated because it became a habit, riding right. a bike, chewing bubble gum, you know. So any of those habits, you know, are created, but you can also create any new habits or change habits by doing the automation. Okay. But, yeah, dry, uh, road hypnosis is a great one. You know, you, I've, had, I've had times where we moved, you know, a long time ago we moved uh, from a house that was maybe – a few blocks from here, and I found myself not thinking driving home and pulled into the old driveway and looked around. Nobody watched me, so back up real slow and take off, you know. It's just an automated thing, autopilot. And, uh, it's, you know, and that's great because, you know, if you get a bunch of those habits, they have what they call chunking of habits. And you can even have do several things grouped together, such as, uh, when, again, brushing your teeth. You pick up the tube, you put it on, and there's a lot of different things, but you don't have to think about them to the point where you're doing it and you could be watching television. Mm-hmm. You can be speaking to someone. Oh, actually, speaking's not a good idea while brushing your teeth, but, but you know what I mean. You can respond to mm-hmm, you know? So, and, and that's what basically, you know, build, those habits build your personality. And, again, that's what hypnosis is all about, is to help you build habits, to help you to change habits and create new ones. Wow. Okay. So here's the big question. Um, everyone watching this has got something going on. They either have something going on right now or something that happened to them in the past that just really kicked their butt. We're talking divorces, deaths, custody changes, moves, job losses, really, really heavy things. Can we use hypnosis to help us with these heavy things? Yes. <laughs> yes, that was uh, the anything, right answer. <laughs> uh, anything that you can do normally, mm-hmm. you can use hypnosis to enhance it. Okay. You see well, what I mean? Okay. So uh, what do you want? You want to be happier. You want to be healthier. You want to uh, spend more time studying. You want to spend anything you want to do. And again, those are all kind of all habits. You can use hypnosis to enhance them. The, uh, the thing is, what is it is identifying what is it you want to change? You see what I mean? I mean, uh, I've had a lot of divorced people come up to me, and one of the biggest things they say is, can you make me forget my spouse? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't make you forget them. I, I actually could, but it's not going to be good for you because every time you drove, we'll go by that house and, oh, whose house was that? You, know? you can't remember. What if you go in? You yeah, know? It'll, it'll upset the children too. <laughs> Mommy? But, 
what what's daddy's birthday daddy who what <laughs> who's that i don't know who you're talking about that might be selective but <laughs> but uh you know you can you can change the way you feel about them yeah. uh you can uh you know look at them you could be hypnotized to look at them differently more like maybe a business relationship instead of you know the relationship they had uh, learn how to channel the anger, learn how to, you know, to feel different about things. So we can unpack that energetic charge, take the trigger out of those relationships. Exactly. exactly. Uh, yes. There's an exercise, just to show you how simple it is, this is one of many exercises you can do. Okay. If you have a bad situation, let's say one spouse is going to the other one's house to pick up the children. Yes. Okay. Oh. And I'll go from the man's point of view because, you know, that's me. <laughs> so you're driving over the, over to, you know, the wife's house to pick up the child. And every time you do it, it's such a miserable thing. And you're so, you're so stressed and everything. Take any situations like, that's like that and replay it in your head as if it was your favorite cartoon. So give each person, this can be done with anything, with sports or anything, but a cartoon, look at yourself, the spouse and the child, whatever it is, as their cartoon characters, and then say it out loud to yourself. Replay it, okay? So, okay, uh, I'm pulling into the driveway in my Acme uh, little car, and all of a sudden the door flings open, and out comes this, zzz, the Tasmanian devil's coming out. And... She goes to open her mouth, and I take my Acme TNT, put it in her mouth, close it, boom, and you see the smoke come out of her ears, you know? So just by doing that, ask the client later, or just ask yourself, how do you feel about the whole thing now? Now when you go to the house and you see a spouse come running out angry, you kind of chuckle, because it makes you think about the Tasmanian devil or whatever cartoon character it is. What you've done is you reframed it, yes. so you look at it different, so you're changing the memories. Yeah, you're you're taking yeah you're taking definitely the edge and the energy off that and giving your mind a more recent and stronger association and that's what most people don't do they just keep replaying the old worn out horrible abusive tape over and over and over exactly. again. And if it's not working for you, why continue to do it? Yeah, okay, that's that's the question <laughs> that that we are asking. So, so that was like a really easy thing to do. So, can you tell me a little bit about? Um, can you tell me about self-hypnosis? Like that's, that's something that okay. people are sitting out there and they're thinking, can I hypnotize myself? Yeah, actually self no. Well, first of all, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Okay. Even when you go to a, a, you know, to a hypnotist's office. As a practitioner, I can't do anything. To, oh, I, I can give you a suggestion, right. but you're the one that heals yourself. Correct. So any suggestion I give you, again, you have to accept it. And even when a practitioner is hypnotizing you, those suggestions are being accepted by them also. So they got to be careful what they say. Okay. So there's a lot of different ways of self-hypnosis. Like I said, so, you know, hypnosis is suggestion. So self-suggestion. One big way to hypnotize yourself is actually reading. A lot of people don't re realize reading is very hypnotic. For instance, um, well, I'm going to show you this, which I'm going to give everybody a chance to get one. But in our clinical hypnosis manual, we have a bunch of scripts. There's probably about, I think, about 30 scripts in here that practitioners will use, and they read them to their client. If you took those scripts, you know, one that you wanted, whether it be for health, wealth, happiness, and read it to yourself, okay? Again, in reading, you're giving self-suggestion, but what makes it really strong is to use your imagination. Imagination is the catalyst. So as you're reading the suggestions to yourself, imagine yourself in that situation. Okay. And that is self-hypnosis. Wow. The key about imagining is the subconscious mind does not understand the difference between a real and imagined memory. They hold the same 
uh, the same power, the same strength. That's why a lot of people with their real memories, okay, from years ago, if their life changed and start getting really happy and it was a negative memory, they look at it different. Right. And their imagination changed the memories. That's why you can get two siblings talking about the same thing when they were younger, and it's a completely and different story. Different sides, right. Because imagination change, changes memories, just like you can create memories to change them, like I said with the cartoons. Okay, you're, you're, you know, uh, you're changing it from you know, being really bad to so, so bad. So now when you think about the memory, that wasn't so bad. Wow. So if you can use your imagination when reading these suggestions, but that's just one way. Reading is what's even stronger than reading, which is something simple that anybody can do, is writing. Okay. okay? If you've ever been to different kind of uh, goal seminars, right. goals and building goals, they always say to write them. Not to type them, to write them. Because when you write out a sentence, you have to format it in your mind. You're thinking about it. You're using your imagination. You're putting yourself into the situation and giving yourself self-suggestion. Um, another way is affirmations. Okay, You have affirmations. What is it you want to do? Write some affirmations. I am a, help, a healthy, happy person. Um, I, I seek out new opportunities every day. Success finds me. It just seems to find me wherever I go. So you write out these affirmations and simply read them. Or if you want, you could even close your eyes. You know, read them first, close your eyes, and just focus on them. That is self-hypnosis. You're making this too easy. Everybody out there is like, no, no, no. I need something complicated. <laughs> I need a, a, a candle sequence and some salt and some something and the tones and the sulfagio tones <laughs> and something. I this is this is awesome. Our our mind is really this helpful. It really stands exactly. this ready to receive input from us. Well, we do this anyways. Most people do this on a daily basis, but they do it with the negative part. When something negative happens, what do they do? They imagine, like, like a fear, okay? They're afraid of something. Uh, uh, the bill collector is going to come. I look at fear, F-E-A-R is the acronym, false evidence false appearing evidence. real. Yes. <laughs> okay? Yes. It's like, you ever watch these, uh, these scary movies where you, get the, uh, you see a cornfield and all of a sudden you look and you see like a scare, you know, scare, scary person with a mask at the edge of the cornfield. You look back and he's gone, you know? It's the fear of something that's not there. What if that guy gets me because I can't right. pay the bill? And they're so afraid of something that hasn't come yet, and they're, they're worried for a week, two weeks, and, hey, the next day they can get the money, you know, uh, money in the mail to pay it off, and they go, what was I so afraid of? You see what I mean? But they get this fear, and it builds it up and builds up, and they start to you know, have stress, all these different problems, because of something that created in their mind. I have a coaching client that I was literally just speaking to, and we've been going around and around for months because he's at that point where he knows he needs the divorce. He's clear he needs the divorce. He has filed for the divorce. And he can't hold himself in a place of integrity in his home with his spouse. Like, he, he, he backs up. He stays away from it. And she doesn't really want it. So she's constantly doing things to try to, you know, smooth it over and make it better. And he can't stand firm and mm -hmm. say, this is what I'm doing. Because he's afraid of her reaction. It's... But if I, if I really say it clearly, what will she do? I'm like, well, she's going to do whatever she's going to do. But it doesn't change your truth and what you have to do. So I've seen these fears just paralyze people, Renee, and I, I want to be able to help them with that. In that situation, uh, I have a technique I call theater of the imagination that it created. Okay. Have them or him or anybody that wants to do this just sit quietly in the chair Close your eyes and imagine in front of you is a theater or, or let's say uh, 
uh, it could be a theater, it could be just a stage or a screen, mm -hmm. but imagine yourself you know, on the screen mm -hmm. as the main actor. So you're the producer, and you're closing your eyes, imagine yourself on the, as an as a actor on the screen, and imagine yourself as the person you want to be, or imagine yourself, in this case, as you know, what you want to happen. So he's afraid of what's going to happen when she leaves. So work it through, but see yourself, okay? Whatever he wants to say to his wife, standing firm. Mm -hmm. And how does he feel seeing himself standing firm? And oh, that's and good. Emotion is very strong. The emotion, uh, the, the picturing of the emotion, and basically uniting that, that feeling with those thoughts and imagination. Exactly. Really superpower it. Yeah, emotion is, is kind of like the supercharge. If you look at um, suggest, suggestion as an automobile, mm -hmm. imagination is the gas to go in the automobile to get it going, okay. and emotion, uh, as we say, as Frenchmen say, it, it, makes, it gives it fast. You know, it, it gives it the supercharge. La vitesse, avec la vitesse. It's, it's putting fast in it. You know? okay. <laughs> but emotion makes things come a lot faster. Gotcha. That's why when you're worried about something and you get emotional about it, it comes so fast. Yes. You know, if you believe in the law of attraction, yes. you attract things a lot faster when you're emotion. Oh, I hope that doesn't happen to me. Uh, you know, you're in class and I hope the teacher doesn't pick me. Boom. Would you stand up? You know, because they attracted it. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, so if he can see himself, you know, get the emotion, see himself being successful mm -hmm. in whatever he wants to do. He's hypnotizing himself for for that and giving himself the confidence. That's fabulous. Yes, that's that's awesome. I'm I'm definitely going to add that. And see, I'm going to look really smart. I'll be like, hey, as your coach, I've just decided that you should this theater and add emotion. No, I'm going to attribute it to you. I'm I'm not going to even try to do. That. I'll make him watch this video. I'll be like, look, here's the answer. Watch watch Renee. He's the master. He's going to solve this for you. So. <laughs> I'm, but I'm excited about this. I and you, if everyone's listening, if you notice, he is giving you a reason behind why you hear a lot of self-help experts say to do certain things. So they say, well, you should read. Well, the reading is, in fact, the self-hypnosis. So that that helps cement it. And they say that you should visualize. Well, the visualization is the imagination. So that helps cement it. They say put the feeling behind the visualization, and he's saying that's the gas in it. That's the supercharger in it and now you know a reason why affirmations oh i have a question i'm gonna interrupt myself because i don't want to lose this question this is good stuff i've had um i've gone back and forth with clients about this over the years about affirmations when they're making affirmations that are too far from their belief like the i'm a millionaire i'm a millionaire i have a million dollars i'm a millionaire and they they don't believe it w what do you think about that what is what's going on with someone when they're making a statement that they just have no connection to okay there could be a lot with this but the first thing why don't they believe it mm -hmm. the first thing they need to look at is i guess you could say their success blueprint okay. uh go back uh, uh, how do you feel about being a millionaire when i say you're going to be a million, or you are a millionaire. What do you feel? Do you feel disgust? Do you feel happiness? Mm -hmm. Some people were taught growing up that millionaires are bad people. Right. You see what I mean? Uh, right. Or they're greedy, or they're this, or the, and, and that sticks with them. Right. How did your parents feel about making money? If you went up to your parent right now and said, I'm going to be rich, Mom, are they going to say you're foolish, or are they going to say, hey, that's great? That has to do with your blueprint. You see what I mean? So first thing, if you can find out where you got this negativity in your blueprint, mm -hmm. start to work on that, okay? Because what parents say to you, stick with you. Yes. What anyone in authority says, says, it's very, very hypnotic, you know? So you need to change those things. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about being wealthy? To me, 
uh, being wealthy is one of the noblest of all causes. Because by having money, you can help an awful lot of people yes. to get money. You can, if you want to give the money, you can, but you're not going to keep it if you do that. But, you know, but I mean, it's a very noble cause to be wealthy. Now, sure, there's, there's jerks that are wealthy and that are poor, but it's not the money that made them that way. They probably didn't, have, didn't know how to keep it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think they need to, you know, I, I, I'm kind of getting, getting off on a tangent here and I almost forgot what you No, no, quote. it's just that concept of when people make affirmations that are too big for them, that they don't believe yeah. in, is that really doing them a disservice? Well, if it's too big, if you can't imagine it, I don't think you can attract it. Okay. I, I call it the buying in principle. You know, okay. uh, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Otherwise, you're going to choke on it. Right. You know? So what if they don't believe in a million dollars? Where are they at now? If they're only making 50,000, how about 200,000? And then you know they might have to set it incrementally to get up to two hundred thousand. Well, look, you did that. Now you could take it to five hundred, take it to a million. You see what I mean? Um, and and there's also a fear of saying I want to have a million dollars. Again, if you look at the the way the subconscious mind works, okay, I, I already told you, you know, the subconscious right. mind. If you can imagine it, it can happen. Right. But the subconscious mind is now. It only works in the now. There's no future and there's no past. Right. So if you say, I want to have a million dollars, the subconscious mind will say, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> oh, my God. You have no clue what the brilliance you just said. Yeah. You have now just explained to everybody in a very simple, clear picture why it's, it's everybody says, well, make sure your affirmations are present tense. Nobody really present explains tense. to us why they have to be in present tense. And now I'm forever going to have this vision of a two-year-old self-conscious going, well, <laughs> she doesn't want it now, so I'm not going to exactly. worry about it. No Everything happens needed. now. Even in healing, when somebody says, why does it take me a week to, to get rid of a cold? Because you say, in a week, I'm going to heal better. So you know what the subconscious mind says? Okay, I'm going to wait a week. Now when the person says, I'm ready, it says, okay, you're healed. Because right. healing is immediate. Wealth is immediate. But you're the one that pushes it off. So what you need to be saying in your affirmations is, I am wealthy. I am wealthy. Even if, you, even if you're not, fake it till you make it. Okay? Yes. Because you need to imagine that you are because you attract what you focus on. So if you say, I am wealthy, the subconscious mind goes, he is, we better make it so. Where, look for the money. Where is it? It must be around <laughs> us somewhere. Right. <laughs> but, you know, so, so you have to, you know, fake it till you make it, say that you are it right now and work towards it. That is now, brilliant. And also, again, vibration is very important. Yes. You can say it, you need to imagine it, but you need to believe it, expect it, and live it. Okay. Like with relationships, okay? I, people come up to me and say... I want to get a better partner. How do I get? Because I, I have one an article I wrote a while back. It's how to how to order the perfect partner. Oh, we need we need to send that. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm and, making a note. You're sending that. And I tell them make a list of every single thing that you want in a partner. What are all the qualities you want in a partner? Right. Now imagine it. Focus on it. But it's important to understand how many of these qualities do you have? That's it. Because if you don't have, you can't attract what you don't have. Yes. Just like I can't give you what I don't have. You, you can't know what I mean? Give what you can, you can't yeah. receive it. You're at the wrong energetic level. So even if the person appeared and they had all 10 of your awesome things, if you had four, you're going to miss out on the right. other six. So either you have to work on those other things yourself. If you want somebody that's generous and you're not, maybe you should work on that right. or change what you want. Right. But, not, but once you have this list and you're focusing on it, okay. you need to expect that this partner is going to come at any time. 
So are you ready for this partner to come knocking on your door right now? If people say, well, where am I going to find you know, this, this wonderful woman? Well, it could be the UPS driver that maybe uh, come and ring the doorbell and you open, you open the door and you're in pajamas with your bunny slippers, you know, and you get your hair all disheveled. How and... did you know I had bunny slippers? <laughs> I was looking over the camera, you know. But are you ready? This person is going to take off. Or it could be some really rich woman who's looking for, a, for love and she she's lost so she came and knocked on your door for directions so are you prepared for this new relationship if you're not then why are you even trying for it you need to expect it that's going to happen because it will because whatever you tell the subconscious mind whatever you focus on it will always 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 attract that's its job but we give it so many cross signals that's why we don't get it how can we stop the cross signals like I I have clients that I'm coaching and, and they just I call it spinning like yeah. they'll get in a groove and it, it's just, it, they're just on this one track, you know, you know, I, I think he's going to leave me. Okay. Well, we talk about it and then later, it's gonna, you know, two days later, you know, I still think he's going to leave me. I'm worried he's going to leave me. He <laughs> looked at me funny over the orange juice and they're just, they're stuck. And I'm, and I try to explain that if you keep focusing on this, you will generate a self-fulfilling prophecy. You will snatch defeat right out of the jaws of victory if you really put enough energy on this how can we get somebody who we're if it's us or if it's a loved one that we can clearly see is just spinning how can we like snap them out of that okay good 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 question i'm going to give you a visual aid here okay here it is (laughs) okay um Here's your target. That's your goal. That's whatever you want. Like you, you ask, you know, how do you keep that focus? Right. So this is what you're shooting for. Let's say it's uh, the perfect partner. Okay. But your mind's going on and you're over here. Right. So remember, you focused on it. So whatever you focus on, you always get. Right. You're always granted, whether it's positive or negative. So here's, here's the arrow. Your arrow will always find its target. But the problem is if you think something else, it's going this way. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to find a target, okay. but unless you correct it. So we call it course correction. Course correction. <laughs> you need to correct the course. When I was in the military, okay, I was also what they call a tow gunner. A tow gunner, it's a, it's a big missile that's wire operated. And as you move the sights, mm-hmm. the missile moves with it. Okay. It's really cool. So a tank could be driving, okay? We just did it with fake tanks, you know? But anyway, a tank could be driving, and as long as you keep the crosshairs on it, you would see this missile going down, and it had all these little rockets, and you hear them pop, and they go, go pop, 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 and it would change directions until it would hit the target. So as long as I kept my course correction on target, right. oh, I don't feel good. Oh, I got to correct that. Oh, I feel guilty. Oh, I don't, I don't think I'm worthy of that. And you go off, but you got to correct it. So all these negatives... As long as you keep correcting your target, you will hit a target because whenever you fire the arrow, it always hits. Right. Your goal will always seek a target because even when you say, I feel unworthy, that's... That's a target. That's, that's being attracted. Yeah. Oh, then you say, I am worthy. So it goes back. Oh, I don't know if I deserve it. Oh, there's another wish. It's kind of, I call it an out-of-control genie, okay? You get this out-of-control <laughs> genie that's granting you all these wishes. Think of it. You have about 64,000 thoughts a day. Yes. That's a lot of thoughts, and most of those are wishes granted. So I want this, I want that, I want this. Oh, I can't, I can't have it. I feel guilty. So you've got to keep on correcting the course. And if you keep on doing that, it's not a matter of how long do I do it. You do it until you get it. No, you just said something brilliant because I promise you, <laughs> I, I did. I have, to, I have to flag it for people. In case you're not listening, people, you're not paying attention. He said something brilliant. How long will it take when your guy shows up, you can stop. 
that's, that's, right. that's it will happen. To, you have to keep going with it. And now here's a question. I'm, I'm going stream of consciousness because I'm, I'm trusting that I'm channeling for the viewers what they want to know. Um, what about the concept of putting deadlines on something? Like, is it a good idea to say, okay, well, I expect my mate in the next 30 days. Or does that mess it up because we're putting time frames on it and we're putting pressure on it? What, what do you think? Yeah, that, that's kind of the double-edged sword because I've heard a lot of people, especially with goal, you know, with, uh, when you're making goals, is a goal. They say goal is a dream with a deadline. Right. Um, I always say, I want, you know, it's now. I want this, you know, I want this now, or I have this now. Mm-hmm. Um, now the universe will do it. How long the universe takes? You know, again, it has to do with your belief. I think if somebody had 100% strong belief without any doubt, they would have it now. Right. Here's a little test, okay, for anybody that's watching, just to show you how this law of attraction works, okay? Think of a butterfly. Sometime within the next two days, you will see a butterfly. Yeah. Now, why? And most people will say that, or you'll find a penny. And if I say you'll find a butterfly within the next two days, if you believe it, you're going to see one, Whether even in the winter. It might be on television. It might be in a book. It might be somebody's necklace. And the reason why you'll see one is because there's no reason why not to. There's no guilt. There's no... You know, why shouldn't I? There's I just no resistance that. to that wish. And to the universe, a butterfly or a million dollars is no different. You know, I promise you, I have heard Esther Hicks say, you know, it's like a, a, it's easy to <laughs> manifest a castle as a button. We've all heard it. It is hard for us. It really is to believe. Okay, is it well, hard? Is it hard for the butterfly? No. Oh, see, the million dollars is hard because of your guilt, because of unworthiness, because of past programming, because of people laughing at you. That's where the course corrections come in. There was no course corrections with the butterfly. You're right. You're right. And that's why it takes longer because it's taking longer because you feel that way. No, this is true. I I do. I have my my coaching clients. I have them start with small things because they don't have the resistance and the charge. They always want to start with, I want the soulmate and I want to cure the lump in the breast and I want the mansion and I want my kids to move out of my house. I'm like, dude, these are way too big. You cannot, (laughs) you cannot, (laughs) you can't start there. Like, even though the universe sees them as ambidextrous to a little thing, you don't have that belief. You're not at that level. So you got to start playing with you know, parking spaces at Walmart, you know, if you, if exactly, you can yeah. manifest a parking space at Walmart, maybe on like a Sunday, then you're getting somewhere. It's amazing how people say it takes, it's so hard to focus on wealth, but how quick will they become broke if they focus on poverty? Yes. You see what I mean? Yes. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. It's going to go either way. Now, I will tell you something that I've told people, and maybe you can validate this. When people tell me that they have this horrible mess, they're like, oh, my God, my life is a mess. This is horrible. This is horrible. This is horrible. This is terrible. This is six times terrible. I married Satan. He has horns and hooves, and there's sulfur coming out of his nose. And I say, oh, that's really good. And they say, I'm sorry. And I say, if you can manifest all that really extremely horrible stuff, then you're actually really quite powerful because all we have to do is figure out how to get you on the <laughs> other side of the spectrum because you can manifest the other stuff. You're just really good at this low frequency, but you can be just as good at a higher frequency too. Exactly. Yeah, I, I had a client come in a while back. Matter of fact, I, was just, I did a video earlier and I was speaking about him. Uh, he came into my office and he says, Things are so bad. He says, my life is so bad. And I said, why is that? And in talking to him, he had a couple big bills he couldn't pay. So his whole life was bad. So I asked him, I says, "Um, how's your family life? 
He loved his wife. They were very happy. He had a great child, a good job, nice place to live. But he's focusing on this 5% that's going really bad, and it's bringing his life right downward. Right. I said, how about focusing on the 90 95% that's going great so you can bring it upwards? Focus on, I am wealthy, but I get all these bills. I said, but you have some money to pay for some of the bills, right? Yeah, so you're not completely broke. You have some money. So focus on the wealth that you do have. It just happens to be that your bills are higher, you know. But you're not going to get more money by focusing on lack. You need to focus on, you know, the positive and fake it till you make it. That you just, you're just, you realize yep. you're, 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 you're like sneaking up on all these principles. That is the principle of gratitude. When you are, when you are grateful for what you have, even if it's only a little, that is how you multiply it. But when you're ungrateful, exactly. what you're actually doing is you're focusing on the little. It's like one of my theories as to why tithing works is because if you do it correctly, you're focusing on the 90% and not the 10%. When you focus on the 90%, it expands. If you're doing it incorrectly, you're really, really angry and stressed and resistant to the 10%, and then it doesn't work for you. But if you focus on the, the, the majority or what you've got, then it expands. Exactly, yeah. Here's a three-word sentence that will change your entire life, what? okay? It's to be blank, act blank. Oh. To be happy, act happy. So fill in the blanks. To be wealthy, act wealthy. To be miserable, act miserable. Renee. You have to act it to get it. People, okay, this is what I call my writer-downer. <laughs> it seems really simple. I want you to write it down. What is it that you're struggling to be? Stop struggling to be it and just be it. Just assume you are it. He's telling you to fake it till you make it, you know. To be wealthy, you need to act wealthy. You need to feel wealthy. That's part of what he was yeah. saying about the imagination and the energy and the vibration. If you're walking around and all you're doing is thinking about your bills and your poverty, then you're not acting wealthy, then you shouldn't expect wealth. And like you said, gratitude is actually one of the highest uh, emotions or highest vibrations of all emotions, only second to love. Yes, yes, So yes, gratitude. Yes. And, and a lot of people talk about the law of attraction. Do you know there's a higher law than the law of attraction? Tell me. It is the law of vibration. Mm -hmm. If you're not in sync with what you want, mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. You have to be in the same vibration. Yeah, you know, it's, this, yeah. seems, this seems obvious because, you know, we all know people who are just... Well, people usually use the phrase lucky. They're just lucky. You know, they're just always, or you hear somebody that says, well, I, the bus always comes when I arrive. And then there's somebody who says, I never catch the bus. You know, I, I have a friend who horrible drivers really genuinely do always almost crash into her. They always cut her off. She they're attracts always, them. <laughs> they're like writing books and texting and, and navigating sat satellites while they're driving right next to her. And it's true for her. And I can't, I wish she would watch this. Like, I can't explain to her that she's attracting it. Like, I'm like, it's, it's you. It's just you. So I, I'm really excited about this. You have to tell me now, we're all listening. Can you tell us a way, what, what's a good, easy way? Like, we're sitting here and we're ready now. We have this information and we're, we're hyped up. How can we do some hypnosis other than, like, reading? Is there some method or something? Do we need the little... Tell us about the watch. We need a watch? <laughs> no, no. Um, actually, one of the easiest ways is to create, well, first of all, to determine what it is you want okay. and create some 
suggestions having to do with it. Uh, so if it's you want to have you want to be happy or you want to have a better relationship, you know, uh, I I am happy. I have great relationships. Everyone I'm with, things just are wonderful. You know, whatever it is, but don't make too many of them. Just like maybe a, a uh, one good sized paragraph, a couple sentences, okay. and. Recite it to yourself a couple times, you know, read, you know, read it while your eyes are open. I mean, you can do it when your eyes are open because that is hypnosis also. But sometimes closing your eyes helps. So then sit in a chair quietly, close your eyes, and just imagine that sentence happening. So imagine yourself, put yourself in this situation, being happy. How does it feel? Or being in a great relationship, how does that feel? Or having the perfect partner. What the, what's that partner like with all the traits you had? And how does it feel to be with that partner? I think that's an important step because you might – not like being with that partner that you created, then change it, you know? So it also helps you to see what it's going to be like. But imagine yourself in that situation because imagination is the key. Because, like I said, you, doing this, this is self-hypnosis, reading is self-hypnosis, writing is self-hypnosis, and so is daydreaming is self-hypnosis. Now, the hypnotic state, people say, is if you get into, you know, in my book, it shows a lot about the brainwave states. Mm -hmm. And they say that the alpha state is the beginning of the hypnotic state. And alpha is away from your busy state. It's like right now you're in the beta state, which is your busy, you know, all the five senses, uh, talking, working on the computer. As soon as you close your eyes and take a deep breath, just closing your eyes knocks out or eliminates about 80% of beta activity, meaning it brings you 80% into alpha, which is the hypnotic state. So just by closing your eyes and using your imagination, you're already in the hypnotic state. Wow. So just close your eyes. If you don't want to do a script, just close your eyes and imagine what you want. So that is hypnosis. What do I usually say to them? I like to start out at the top by saying anyone with reasonable intelligence can be hypnotized. So when they come up to me and say, I can't be hypnotized, I go, probably not. (laughs) Seriously. I just do that to the arrogant ones, okay? But if you can understand the language, you can be hypnotized. Now, a lot of people, what they're saying is I can't be hypnotized by a hypnotist in his office because, like I said, everyone's mind is different. So everyone is hypnotized different. Mm-hmm. Some people are non-analytical, which is the majority of society, uh, which are a lot of your spiritual people, the ones into you know Reiki and all the you know uh, th- those are mostly non-analytical people who are able to relax easy. But then you have the analytical ones that just they don't like to relax. They come home from work and they get right back to work and they do other things. Okay. With them, if you say, close your eyes and relax, they're going to go, this is miserable. I don't want to do this. So they're hypnotized differently by keeping their mind busy. Right. Once It's kind of like we call it critical mass. Once you get doing so many things at, at, at once, like you're, you're doing your taxes and your kid comes in and says, Dad, can I borrow the car keys to go for a ride? And you go, uh-huh. And he leaves with the car and you go, did he say something? 
because when you get so busy, these suggestions go right through the subconscious. And that's kind of uh, the analytical approach. What a lot of practitioners will do is they'll give you a job to keep your mind busy while in hypnosis. And when they deliver the suggestions, it marches right past the rebellious conscious into the subconscious. I will tell you that my mind is a busy mind. And what yeah. I do is I play on my iPad or my phone that bejeweled game. And I'll play the game. I'm not kidding. And then I'll play my hypnosis recordings, either that I've done myself or from somebody else in the background. So exactly. I'm playing the game and my brain is very happy. It's winning. It's blowing things up. It's making things work. It's doing really well. And then sneaking past my subconscious, sneaking past my conscious, which is busy, are, are all these suggestions. So Yeah, and, and that's, that's kind of the, the, I guess you could say, the definition of subliminals. The whole idea of subliminal, some people believe in them, some they don't, but it's a whole idea of masking suggestion behind music. Right. But the thing is, they make the suggestions so you can't even hear them, which you don't have to. You can be playing, playing affirmations, record your own affirmations, and just let them play while you're working on the computer and they're going into your head. Or play while you're sleeping. There, see now there's my, I've spent years playing things at night while I sleep. Exactly. It doesn't even have to be high enough for me to particularly hear it or notice it. In fact, that works better because I can go to sleep because my conscious mind is like not like, what What did you just say? It just lets it go into my head, and, and, it, and it really makes a difference. Yeah, we, have, we have a series of four CDs that we've created, and I listen to them every night myself, where basically I, I have, sometimes I have problems with insomnia. I shouldn't say that being a hypnotherapist. But, but what I do is I listen to the CD, and it gives suggestions for insomnia, and once I fall asleep, it gives me suggestions for whatever I need all night long. So my success, my success one is called Sleep Your Way to Success. I know it sounds funny, but it's, a, you know, it's, it's something for one person to do. Sleep, so it's Sleep Your Way to Success, Sleep Your Way to Health, sleep your way to better relationships and basically you just play this at nighttime because when you're at uh, when you're sleeping your conscious mind is gone it's, it's gone. resting this is, this but this is, this is it i yep. and so so and the you subconscious have, always working renee has the most fabulous website like it, it's very distracting to my busy mind because i get on there and i just start playing because i'm like oh, there's an article over here and oh there's an mp3 over here and look there's a book i mean like how many books or ebooks have you have you put together uh, so far, I'm actually uh, writing my 31st book right now. 31? <laughs> wow. Yeah. We've written 31. Uh, as for courses, we've created about 15 courses. We've created hundreds of MP3s on basically, you know, complete hypnosis sessions on everything you can. Uh, those are all on our website. Uh, yeah, so I'm constantly writing. Of course, we have, you know, blogs we're writing, articles. Every week we have a free blog, article, and video we put out. Uh, you know, and podcast. So it's a uh, it's quite a bit. <laughs> you literally are a cornucopia of information. Now, now you are not going to distract me, sir. You showed me an awesome book earlier, and you said something. And you know, all my experts have to give a free gift. I twist arms. So, what <laughs> okay. what is the free gift that we're getting? Right over here. Okay. This is our clinical hypnosis. It's actually a manual. Manual. You can see it's four hundred and thirty pages. Woo! This is the actual curriculum that we use to teach our students uh, hypnosis. So you can just read this and learn how to do hypnosis. Now, the reason why I want to give it to you folks is because it also has all the scripts in here, uh, or uh, quite a few scripts for all kinds of topics. And in the self-hypnosis section, it has, I believe, seven different methods of doing self-hypnosis. Oh. From A to Z, it even has a script that you could read on a tape recorder, mm -hmm. uh, a generic script, and you can plug in, take one of the scripts, you know, one of the sessions in here for, let's say, 
stress, confidence, whatever, and plug it in. So that way you can listen to it. So it has a lot of different, you know, ideas, you know, different ways of hypnotizing yourself. Talks about affirmations, uh, talks about uh, even subliminals, talks about all different kinds of methods. And if you go on our website, uh, I'll actually give you the direct link. I'll email it to you so you can put it on, on your site. But if they go on the website at choosehypnosis.com, you'll see a big box over here that says click here for our free manual. So we're not asking you for anything. It's just yours for free. Give it to your friends if you want. Uh, it's our business card. Yay, <laughs> this is the most fabulous gift. Oh, my. Okay, see, hopefully the other experts aren't watching this. Shh, this is the most fabulous <laughs> gift. Oh, my gosh. I mean, seriously, to be able to get the scripts, to be able to, to course correct yourself, basically, to, to get yes. in there. If, if you're listening right now, and if you, uh, hopefully you didn't just, like, press pause and run and type it in now. Wait a minute. Let us finish like a minute. But then go over to choosehypnosis.com and grab that free gift. I mean, basically, I was telling you that I was going to help you create the exact life you want in 30 days. I have pretty much delivered. Like the other experts, this is just gravy on the top of the on top of the pile here because you're going to get his gift and honestly, this is going to be the super fuel for you to make a life change. And if there's somebody out there that's thinking, maybe I want to consider hypnosis as a career, that's the manual. So you're yeah. going to be able to get like some flavor about that and then, you know, if you want more, you so your school trains hypnotherapists, right? Right. We have live courses and we even have home study courses. Oh, yep. that's even better. For clinical hypnosis, for past life regression, for metaphysics, for advanced. We have all different kinds of courses. And again, they could all be seen at our site. The, the one thing I want to tell people so they, they have some, some credibility here is with, with my, my learning and studying and, and certifications in hypnotherapy, um, I have been able to heal myself. I had what people call runner's knee, which meant my kneecap like rubbed against some other bone or tissue. And every time I run, it would just swell up like a balloon and it was ridiculous. And then one day I just stopped and I thought, it's probably like, it needs like two millimeters. Like if it just moved over like two millimeters, I would be fine. And so I literally started, I started running, I think it was in training, I was training for a half marathon, which was insane. I hadn't run for 20 years. but. I started in February, and by the time I ran my marathon that fall, um, I'd gotten completely past it. I have the x-rays. Um, I went to a doctor, and you're familiar with this. He gave me one of those, like, RoboCop knee braces. <laughs> he prescribed me some kind of medication that you have to check your liver every six months because it's like an arthritis medicine that's toxic. By the time I ran my half marathon, I, had, I was from the metal brace down to a soft brace to no brace from the crazy kill your liver meds to Advil to nothing. And now I run, and here's the true story. This will tell you something that's silly. I only did it on my right knee. I'm not kidding. I did it on my right knee and then I looked up and realized, crap, I needed to do my left knee, which was much faster because then I believed I could do it. So it didn't take me nearly as long to go back and do the other knee. I just felt like an idiot that I like, did all this work, I programmed my hypnosis, I did my sleep scripts, I did my affirmations, I did everything that he was telling you to do, and I was able to address this situation that I have x-rays that show. I did it also with a, uh, I had an infection in my bone, in the jaw, I had a, a dental issue, and the dentist was like, we're going to do surgery. And I said, no, I'm going to heal it. And he said, we're going to do surgery. And I said, if I come back healed, you look at it. And it was to the point where I came back, it was two weeks later, and the dentist had already ordered them to prep me for the surgery. 
Like, I was half numb. I was like, check my x-ray. <laughs> and he, I won't tell you the word he said, but it rhymed with luck. Because he was, he's like, he's like, looked at me, he goes, what did you do? And I said, I told you I was going to use hypnosis to heal myself. And he goes, I can't put that in your chart. And I was like, why don't you just write spontaneous remission? And he goes, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like. Yeah, yeah. So they don't like to read that either. <laughs> yeah, no, he did, he's just like, uh, so I, this is why I'm so excited about this. And, and, and Renee, I'm, I'm so pleased that you came. You gave such great content. I'm so excited about your gift. Is there anything else that you want our viewers to know from you about the world of hypnosis? Wow. Uh, <laughs> we can go on forever. <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to mention, you were talking about the 30 days for change. Yes. One of the sections, one of the chapters in here uh, basically gives our, our whole concept. We have a thing called 21 days for change, but 21 is the minimum amount of days it takes. Right. So we tell them to go at least 30, which is kind of funny. You have 30 days. But our whole program for doing that is one of the chapters in this book. So that's something that might really help them. And that's basically the 21-day process is what I always do in sessions. That's the main thing I will do. With, it creates a habit. It takes 20, a minimum of 21 days to create a habit. repeatedly. Uh, but they have to do it every day. Every day. Some people will say, like, when I hypnotize them to quit smoking, after about three days, they're going to say, I'm great. So they stop doing the follow-up. And they start smoking again. The reason why they say 21 days is it's just kind of like when a doctor gives you penicillin. He gives you a, you know, let's say a 10-day supply of it to right. get rid of your pneumonia. After two days, you don't feel it anymore. But if you stop taking it, right. it's going to come back. Come so back. look at the first few days when you, you, know, you do this. The first couple of days, you feel great. Look at that as a bonus, but you keep, got to keep the maintenance going or it's not going to go through. You, That's it. that is such a good, first things first, I am, I'm like, the universe is just hooking this up that not only are you the solution, but you have a chapter and it's in your free gift. Okay, everybody, I can't make it any simpler for you to create your exact life get the book do the chapter but he just told you something really super important that's why we're still talking it's important you have to do it all the way you have to follow through you can't just do it on the surface it's like rust you gotta you gotta go down until you get to the good metal so you have to keep exactly. doing it oh my gosh this is awesome and, and you know what you are personally sending me that article, that whole order up your mate article. We will discuss this offline. <laughs> I am getting the article. And you know what? I'm going to tell anybody, anybody who personally emails me that wants that article, I will then give you the article that he's giving me. But I'm getting it for myself first. So I just want to say thank you, Renee. You are fabulous. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yay. Choosehypnosis.com, everybody. Please go get your manual to change your life in 30 days. How awesome is that? We also, uh, now that you mentioned it, we also have another web website that works with it, which is the American School of Hypnosis. If they can't remember it, they'll also find the free manual on that page. Okay. So Ameri AmericanSchoolOfHypnosis.com. Okay. And also when they're there, if they want to see articles like the one we just mentioned and a lot of other articles, every week we're putting things on. Uh, last week I put one on on how to get rid of pain. Uh, the week before, how to get rid of stress in three minutes. Um, how to get rid of stress in three minutes? How to get rid of stress in three minutes. It's an article I just put on, I believe it was two weeks ago. Every Friday we put on a new article. So if you sign on to our blog, you'll see, when you go to the blog, the blog has it in print, but you could also click on it in video or in podcast. So we have all three. And those are free. Every week we put something new. I'm to help. not going to complain. 
complain that you are secretly now giving me a second gift. Give me that website <laughs> link again. I'm, I'm good with this. Uh, for the, to find the blog, go to AmericanSchoolOfHypnosis.com. Uh, okay. And again, just you can just click on the blog above or go forward slash blog, whichever way you want. But okay. AmericanSchoolOfHypnosis.com, you'll see the blog, and that's all free. And when you get there, say hi. Tell me you, you saw me over here tell on the them, summit. Please, tell <laughs> them, speak up, and tell them thank you, because we are just, we're just squeezing all the goodies out of Renee right now. I'm just... <laughs> It's like a it's like a pinata. We're just hitting it with a stick. Well, there's plenty more when you get on the site. You've seen we get a huge site and we have a lot of free training. You know, we believe in you know, one of the best things you could do is be of service. The more yes. I'm a firm believer, the more you help others, the more it comes back. That is absolutely oh. true. Ah, I'm so excited. We stayed on it. We got a second gift, everybody. Yay! <laughs> Go get both of your gifts. And please say hi and thank you to Renee and let me know what you thought about this session because this is like, this is huge. This is a life changer. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you soon on the Turning Point Summit. Bye-bye.